0: Hi everyone, Zach here. Uh, Steven will not be joining us in this episode because he is currently on a plane to New York right now, I believe, as I am recording this. He is moving to New York for PhD research. Um, He's leaving the Netherlands for a little bit, but um, the person that will be joining me in this episode is rapper and all-around super cool guy, uh, Hyde, also known as As Chris Um, I guess I should say Chris Also known as Hyde I would say he's definitely an up and coming uh, Rapper He's got a feature coming out soon with Wiz Khalifa He's got a feature coming out with Future And he came on To the show to talk to me And just talk about Rappers Certain Just ideas he's had his whole experience Um, He's originally from montana so he talked about kind of growing up in a <laughs> i guess a very unassuming place when it comes to like, like it's not really a place you to think about when it when it comes to when it comes to hip-hop but he um i had the privilege to sit down and, and talk with him for a little bit and just sort of just had a pretty you know casual conversation about uh some of our ideas about hip-hop research and and music and and just kind of a variety of of a bunch of things. So, um here is our conversation and I hope you enjoy.
1: Chicken. Chicken, 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 chicken. Can I, so,
0: if you could just start out and just tell me a little bit about yourself. And how you got into the wild world of, of hip-hop that's not a that a super I don't know but like you know how you how you got into
1: into rapping and just sort of your musical background and yeah and absolutely so I'm just like you and your partner in crime who's not with us today uh, I'm I'm a white kid uh, I grew up <laughs> in Eureka Montana which is a town of about, about. 2500 people like not exactly an urban center. Um, yeah. And I actually started out with piano lessons. um, And I think those Mm -hmm. started sometime when I was around seven years old, started playing classical piano, everything I could get my hands on. uh, By no means graded it. I kind of gave up on it around the time I turned 18. But I've always loved music. I've loved creating music. I've loved building melodies and stuff like that. So that's kind of where that all started. Um, And then my other great passion in life has always been stories and like poetry and stuff like that. And so sometime around the time when I was 11 or 12, um, you know, that was around the time when like Eminem and 50 cent were starting to get really popular. Um, and they were almost unavoidable and it was just this incredible fusion of the musicality that I always loved with music, but also the poetics that I've always loved with, Um, prose and poetry and literature. And so, like, seeing those two things merged in such an incredible way, especially with, like, Eminem and his rhyme schemes and stuff, is just insane. Um, Yeah. was inspired me to want to start doing it myself. Now, uh, Mm -hmm. my parents were probably not as, uh, well, my my parents were probably a little bit opposed to that music, so I kind of snuck that in there around the edges. But um, I also grew up in a church setting and went to a youth group, but I had this youth pastor who was really into hip-hop, Um, And that was also starting to get around the time that Christian rap became kind of a big thing um, with, I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. heard of, like, Lecrae. He started to build a following around that time. Um, And so I've got this kind of, like, weird relationship with hip-hop where I don't have a really strong history. I don't have, like, that relationship that so many people have with it. I mean, I've gone back and I've listened and I've, like, tried to catch myself up. But... So I I missed big chunks of hip hop, but at the same time, like I fell in love with it, and I have this background in Christian hip hop, which is also kind of weird, but they were also doing some great stuff then, and so, I mean, mm-hmm. I I just fell in love with it, and it, the more I've explored it, and just come to love it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Totally. Like I think it's interesting. You mentioned Eminem, and it's like I I wonder. I feel like there's like an entire generation. Oh no doubt of kids who like. <laughs> Got into, because I was kind of the same way when I was in high school. Like, I just started, like, listening to Eminem just nonstop. Yeah. And then I think that's kind of what got me into. And then all of a sudden I started getting more into, like, Jay-Z and more into Nas and into The Roots. And, and then it just kind of, like, spread from there, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that's...
1: Eminem is totally the jumping yeah, off point. Like... Yeah. And then as you explore other stuff, it's just, it's... Eminem is the tip of the iceberg, and he's a fantastic piece of rap, but there is so much (laughs) else. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely great. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, kind of like, when did you start, like, I guess, like, recording, like, like heavily recording? Like, did you get into making beats
1: at all, or did you start... Uh,
0: Like, when did you start, like, writing
1: raps and stuff? So, I mean, everybody... Always starts with writing, and mine was absolute trash. Um, I had to be sometime around 14, 15, 16. Uh, you know, I don't have a date written down, but um, started off just wanting to just wanting to write and to record and to do stuff like that. I, I, I love the recording process even today, but um, throughout college, I kind of like worked on improving my setup. I met a guy there who, while he wasn't really into rap, I changed that. Uh, and he was a pretty decent audio engineer and worked with him some and kind of got a little bit more into the technical aspect of it in terms of recording and stuff like that. I have tried to make beats. Um, I've made a decent number of my own. I'm kind of okay at it sometimes. Uh, I have I realized sometime in there that I was a better rapper, singer, vocalist than I was a producer, and so I've I'd rather have really great production with my oh, yeah. tracks than my mediocre production and I don't have the time mm-hmm. or energy or really the desire in some ways to work on it I mean I, I do enjoy it but it it's not the part that I love if that makes any sense and then to answer your question when did I yeah. really get into it I throughout the course of the first two thirds or three quarters of 2016 I made a track a week um, mm-hmm. and that was kind of when I I reached a point where I knew that I wanted to be serious with it and so that was my effort mm-hmm. to like really put everything that I had into it um, been going well since then. So, kind of trying to turn it into more of less of a hobby, more of something <laughs> yeah. that I actually do. Yeah, totally, totally. So, I'm trying to think. and I'm sorry, Zach, you're the producer, right? Or are you the lyricist? You're the yes, producer. I'm the, That's what I thought.
0: I'm yeah. the producer guy. Stephen, Stephen's right. the rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, well, it's interesting. Like, I, I mean, I got into production because of my research in a weird sort of way. Because I get, I just got so obsessed with like beats and stuff and analyzing it and then I was like I kind of want to do this on totally. my own and it was really only like a couple years ago like I bought just like a crappy MIDI keyboard at nice. Guitar Center for like nice. 50 bucks and I just and some of those like early beats I made garbage <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't they'll never see the light of day but like I did my my undergrad in, in music and like I mean I was kind of in that whole world of kind of what people consider to be kind of the ivory tower yeah, of for sure music academia which is like mostly classical mm-hmm. stuff and like that never really appealed that much to me. Yeah. And like I tried my hand at composing and it just wasn't interesting to me. But like once I started like making beats I was like, oh crap, this is this Absolutely. is awesome. Like this is super fun. That's so awesome. So and you know, and then it just kind of became an addiction. So what what was your kind of I'm trying to think. Like what was your kind of or I don't know, maybe you haven't had it yet, like your big break, I guess, <laughs> or like I don't know because I mean you've had I'm I'm just looking at your SoundCloud I mean yeah. like you're getting some attention at
1: least like in my <laughs> mind you are like, no I definitely am I mean I haven't I'm not sure to say I've had a big break exactly at least not at this point um but like oh, yeah. it's been awesome seeing reaching a point where I mean like you you like you looking at my SoundCloud like I'm not I'm not nobody like somebody out there somewhere has actually like listened to my music um. And I think I, there may be a moment when I look back and think, like, wow, this happened all at once. But it's it seems to me that in, like, looking at other rappers and other careers forward, men, these things take time. Like, it's not one of those things that yeah. ever happens overnight or that you ever even take, like, this massive leap forward. Like, you look at Russ right now and all the stuff that he's been doing. Um, like, he's been working hard for a long ass time. Um, and mm-hmm. even though I only heard of him, like, a year ago, like, that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that just slowly builds and slowly gains traction, and so it's it's been awesome though. Yeah, totally. Gaining yeah. that traction, like starting to. because when you start out, it feels like you're spinning your wheels and you're ever gonna go anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. You get that one. You put that one thing on SoundCloud and it gets like five plays. Oh, like, <laughs> yay! <Totally. laughs> oh boy. Totally. But yeah, yeah, that's and the whole. I feel like maybe, I don't know if this is initially just a part of kind of like being in like the rap game or being kind of like in hip hop where it's like this idea of like, you know, you got to make it big, you know, totally. I, I had this really horrible um, interaction with this guy at a at a bar I was at with one of my friends uh-huh. who who was a rapper and he was also like completely plastered and he was like... Hey man, any y'all any of y'all into hip hop? And he was like coming up and he was all like slurring his <laughs> words and stuff. And like my dumbass I was just like, Oh, I'm a producer. Like, and the second I said that I was like, I shouldn't I shouldn't have said that. This guy's drunk off his ass. But he was immediately like, Hey man, let's let's make that green. Let's make that money. Let's and I
1: was like, dude, that's that's no And you know, and then like those he are the gave me his have, like, like never seen a cent. Like <laughs> Right? Like Oh no, of course. And
0: I like he's like Sent me a link to a SoundCloud and it was like, oh wow, this is really really bad. <laughs> this is really terrible. But it was like he wanted to do it to just kind of to make lots of yeah, money totally. and get the the fame. And it's like that's that's not really interesting to me. And I feel yeah. like
1: if you, there are just artists out there who think it's like this get-rich-quick scheme, and it's like the exact opposite. Yeah, it's like no, work really mm-hmm. hard and maybe someday make something out of it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and
0: it's like, if even if you, maybe, you wind up getting a hit, and sort of the getting rich quick, right. like, how long is it gonna last? Who was it, um, was, was was it, like, MC Hammer? Like, he made, like, he made, like, millions yeah. off of, like, Can't Touch This, and then, like, he went bankrupt in, like,
1: that a year or something, you know? Like, like It's crazy, because yeah. it's just, yeah. No, making a living, much less, like, being... Mm-hmm. Kanye West or Jay-Z or Dr. Dre, like, just doesn't... Mm-hmm. doesn't happen that often.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, like, I don't know, I see I see a lot of, a lot of younger... And I, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I'm saying this like I'm just, like, old soul who's like, you know, kids these days... But, like, I mean, I'm still relatively new to this whole scene, I guess, as well. But, like, people who are just getting into either rapping or you know making beats or whatever like trying to like find the secret technique that'll like make them blow up and it's like dude that's not that's not why you do it
1: you know no it's true and i mean if you don't if you don't love the music it's just not worth it like it is too much work too many hours too much time too humiliating and devastating and discouraging and Mm -hmm. like (laughs) and also wonderful like don't 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 throw that yeah yeah so tell me a little bit about your I saw
0: like it was on your Twitter like your features with
1: uh what I said Future and with Yeah Bleifa? yeah yeah so I, I I'm actually a featured artist on those tracks so they aren't my tracks per se um the first one is by an yeah. artist named Yedo uh just came out on mm-hmm. Monday Tuesday somewhere in there um it's a really awesome track I got invited to do the hook for it um like I said, I rap and sing, and I, I really love doing hooks and having that sort of melodic feel to them. Um, and with the Wiz Khalifa track, it's an artist out of originally out of Philadelphia, um, where Martin Connors from. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of excited for it. But uh, that's going to be out tomorrow, Friday. Not commercially, but it's going to be released on the radio. Um, but the artist named D. Lynch, it's his song, and Wiz Khalifa has a hook on it, and then I also got to do a verse and a hook on it. Um, and it's really awesome. I didn't get a chance to work with those artists personally, not that surprising. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, just the chance to be on a song with them um, is really incredible. Like it's really awesome. Hmm.
0: That's that's crazy. Like I was like, dude, <laughs> that's that's really I mean, freaking you know, you, cool. Man. You talked like, about a
1: big break, like maybe <laughs> like, this this might be it. <laughs> I feel like, but that's that's freaking cool. Like. That's really really cool. That's something to brag about. Yeah, absolutely. I am super excited. But oh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be great.
0: So, what do you think? So, you're from Montana. Montana you that said? is it. That is correct. So, I guess kind of a question that I'm trying to figure out how to word it. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, what do you think about the current climate of kind of hip hop culture and music, especially like within the world of the internet? Where it's like, it, I feel like it's starting to matter less and less, like, kind of where you're oh, from. Oh, totally. Um, you know?
1: I mean, honestly, I think it's really fantastic. I know that there are a lot of people out there that are not fans of modern rap, like Lil Yachty um, and the whole, like, mumble rap thing. And I think that anyone who's honestly complaining about that being, like, the direction of rap isn't paying attention to the direction of rap. Like, hip-hop is so much more than that. Um, yeah, those guys are big right now, and yeah, they're popular, and that's fantastic if you don't like it. I totally understand, but, like, Kendrick's doing incredible things. Um, if you like real rap, man, mm-hmm. like, go listen to him. Uh, in some ways, J. Cole is doing his own thing. Like, there are there is so much great music around if you know where to look for it and what to find in it. And I think it's awesome that it it gets to go in so many different directions. Like, the coolest thing about oh, yeah, it is that yeah. when it was localized more to locations in big cities uh and not just big cities but like specific areas east coast and west coast like everything was pretty streamlined you really only had one two maybe three sounds at a time and they shifted Mm -hmm. and molded but like now you have everything like absolutely everything Mm -hmm. like i was i was listening to macklemore's new album i don't know if you've listened to that at all and i know macklemore's not everybody's favorite but like i really like (laughs) pop music like, I, again, I love mm-hmm. melodies. I admit it. I love it.
0: Yeah.
1: I love the, like, lane he has for himself, especially in his new album. Mm-hmm. Like, the ability to have that really melodic pop rap thing going on. But, like, there's something for everybody out there right now. And I think that that's really exactly. awesome. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't, I feel like it's expanding, not narrowing. And I think...
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting to me to see kind of how many... Subgenres of kind of hip-hop kind of exist now and it's like it's everywhere like there's stuff out there that's like super you know experimental and just very avant-garde and then there's stuff that's you know trendy and kind of the more pop route and stuff and it's like now i completely agree like if someone complains (laughs) that like they're not into hip-hop i'm like dude like i can think of like Like, if I know them well enough and know, like, the kind of music they like, I'm like, I I immediately, I'm just like, no, no, you do. You do. You You just don't know it. (laughs) You just don't know it. Like, if someone's, like, into jazz, and like, listen to Matlib. Like, there's a whole album called Shades of Blue, and it's all, like, jazz standards and stuff. Or if it's like, they like weird experimental noise music. It's like, listen to clipping. Like, they're literally weird-ass concrete type. Yeah, there's... You know, harsh noise beats, and it's like there you go. So that that's, I guess, kind of like the lane or lanes, I guess, that have kind of spread out more and more. And I think that's that's kind of what, what's really
1: exciting about where we
0: are right now. Yeah, I and
1: I mean, I just like I said, I don't. I think there are people out there that complain that like hip hop has become little yachty, and it just it just hasn't. Like it's grown into so much more than just one artist or just two artists. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Almost omnipresent, Mm. and it has, like you said, just so many different subgenres that are all Mm. interesting in their own right. That all have something interesting to bring to the table. And if you can't find something, you're like, there's something wrong with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and there's always going to be kind of the old heads, like the Joe Buttons of the world. that would be like, that's
1: not real hip-hop. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Like, No, I'm, I'm with you entirely. And I mean, I don't necessarily love it either, but it's, you know... It's just another style of music. It's just different. It's just something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kind of, kind of going on the whole yeah. internet route. Um, just kind of talking about kind of your experiences with sharing your music on the internet, and just sort of, sort of the whole like, you know, ups oh, and downs man. of. <laughs>
1: Uh-oh, that's like it, it's, good. It's just, it's rough to figure out. It's not easy to figure out how to get that exposure. Like, I mean, you start off, and like you said, mm-hmm. you throw up a your, your first track on SoundCloud, and it gets five plays, and you're like, well, I want more than five people to listen to this. Um, yeah. And presumably you think you're better than you are, and you think that you're, you, know, you deserve more than that. And I think that ultimately what it comes down to is making good music. Um, and then the other thing is... What? <laughs> right, like it's crazy <laughs> but like the better your music is the more people listen to you like 90 of the people that complain that they don't get exposure the exposure that they want the response that they want they're not good like and it sometimes mm-hmm. hurts to tell them that but like it starts with making good music like um but i mean at the same time i've found some incredible artists getting three plays on their stuff uh, and that's because it also there is so much networking to be done via social media, via like y- you have to have this whole brand. Like you can't just be music. And like I don't know why this is the first example that popped into my head, but like XXX Tentacion, like oh no, that's a good example. Dude I'm is good. not just music. Like his music is almost secondary to himself, his image, his brand. <laughs> like yeah. Um. And. But all of that is what actually keeps people engaged. Um Yeah. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But, like, it's not the 90s. You can't just drop a CD and then expect people to remember you. Um It, mm. it doesn't work that way. So, yeah. and I think, like, when I first started off, I focused a lot on making the good music, which got me to making good music. Um And then, like I said, this year, kind of, like, focusing on that marketing, building a little bit more of a brand, a little bit more of a, like who I am as an artist and why it is that you should want to listen to me yeah 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 because there totally. are four million and I think rappers that's, yeah. like vying for attention yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah yeah and that's I think that's the hardest part really is kind of figuring out like once you realize what kind of stuff you want to make in any sort of field totally. not just, totally. just hip hop like okay now I know what I want to make like and then figure out like the image yep. of like okay when I present my content or art or whatever to other people it's like what do i want them to get an impression of and that that's really hard to figure out you know but once you once you get it
1: it's like oh cool right you know totally and i mean like another good one is chance the rapper like he just has this like super bouncy energetic like happy vibe i can guarantee you like he is not always just freaking happy he probably is a happy person, yeah. but, like, it matches his music and his brand so perfectly that he just, like, he's dancing around on stage every time you see it. Like, he's just the happiest dude you've ever seen. Um, and you've got to, like, build mm. that and meld that into something marketable. Yeah. And
0: you said Chance, and, like, I didn't even think of a specific song. I just thought of a sound and an image and, you know, yeah. like, it's... Boom. It's, it's there. Totally. It's immediate. And some people might, you know... With their image, it might be a little bit more, how do I put this, like, I don't want to say gimmicky, but I guess more like, um, I'm trying to think, more obvious, I guess? Yeah. Like, with like, MF MF Doom, it's like the mask. Totally. You know, you see the mask and you know it's MF Doom and you can immediately imagine. Like, some people, they just have like that logo almost, where it's like, but... But, but yeah like I, I completely agree like trying to get that image
1: is it's difficult but once you once you get it it's like oh yeah you know totally. it clicks and I mean that's how you cement yourself in people's minds like that's just what it is
0: trying to think we I think we might have already talked about this but just kind of going into it more um just kind of things that you're hoping to see well actually i want to ask something real quick before like i kind of wanted to ask like how you got to know martin
1: (laughs) so in my college years during my obsessive attempts to get better at rapping because i was terrible i stumbled across this weird website i don't know how exactly called rapanalysis.com and it was this really shitty looking blog um but it had some really awesome like breakdowns I wish Martin Connor would go back to doing these, by the way. They had to be, like, hours of work, and so I get why he doesn't, but, like, he would break down verses into musical notation. And because of my piano background, like, I wasn't great at reading music at this point, been out of it too long, but, like, I could definitely read the timing and the tempo, and, like, I studied through him kind of this stuff, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is awesome. Like, learning how to flow like Nas does. um, Like, just seeing practically like what that rhythm looks like musically was really, really helpful. And I think I just reached out to him via email. um, And I had to be one of the first people to ever like really reach out to him. He wasn't big or famous at that point. This was six, seven, eight years ago. Um, So he wasn't doing videos for Vox at that point, but I, I just, you know, started off. He actually was going to offer rap lessons. We did some of that a little bit over email and stuff, but he was, he was just really helpful and a really chill guy, and we've been in touch ever since. Um, and yeah, he's been he's been great to talk to. I think we're at this point friends, even though we've never met in real life. But someday we're gonna <laughs> hit up some bar in Philly yeah. and have a beer or two. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I feel like I, it's funny. Like I had kind of a similar experience. Like when I started getting kind of into researching rap. Mm-hmm. Like, I came across his website, too, and I had the exact same experience. I'm like, this website looks like
1: shit. God. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about, then, with, like, like the yeah, backstage. The <laughs>
0: Composer's Corner <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know if I'll, I'll put this se- segment, because we're, like, shit-talking <laughs> Martin, and he'll probably listen to it. But
1: it's nothing against him. It's just he knows. He knows. He knows. But, he knows. But, yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. terrible website. But, but he um, fixed it, so, you know, props yeah, for that. We're all good now.
0: Um. <clears throat> okay, cool. I was just, I was just kind of wondering. I don't know if we'll put that it's segment totally alright The episode, maybe just to bug, Martin. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I guess we can kind of go into this. Is I think kind of being self aware of kind of who we are and where we come from is is really important because yeah. I I don't want people to think that we take ourselves too seriously. No, absolutely. You know? I mean, I'm very. I mean, personally, like I'm very happy with what I'm doing. Like, yeah. And like I'm very happy to be like a a part of this sort of I guess community I guess you could call it of of just being like involved in hip hop in some sort of facet whether it's making beats or doing this podcast or whatever but also I'm aware that I am also a white kid from the suburbs of Dallas Texas and had never listened to anything beyond Eminem until I was like yeah. college yeah <laughs> like you know and like and and i mean once once i started doing that you know i you get really obsessed <laughs> you know just start listening to albums and albums a day and and i, I think like both Stephen and i have that kind of awareness where it's like we we know we're not like as words are hard um <laughs> like as Authentically immersed in this culture, as maybe some other people. Yeah, might be. absolutely. But, and if we want to have that awareness of like we know we are white, we know we are coming from a place of where they want to say privilege or, or or what have you. Like so, having that self awareness, I think it's is a different important. perspective. Absolutely. Because we, exactly, and like we don't want it to come across as like, oh, we like this hip hop thing, yippee doo. <laughs> like it, it's that would be horrible, Yeah. and. So, so, yeah, I think that, that having that self-awareness is, is really
1: important. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally get it. Like, you're, you're yeah, yeah. respectful of your position within, like, yeah. the music itself. It doesn't mean you don't have anything to bring or anything to offer or any ability to analyze it, which you guys clearly do. Like, you offer really good insight, but understanding your perspective is important, too. It's good. You're good. I don't know how much kind of experience you've had with that kind of... I mean i am not talking about gang banging i am not talking about slinging dope on the corner like that's it's not me and i'm i don't want that to be me i don't want to pretend like that's me i want to be who i am honestly and sincerely and i think that honesty within music is the only thing that actually works that actually sells um and so i guess i've never really ran into any problems with it because i think kind of like you guys having a perspective on who i am and where i fit and where i belong and not not trying to be something i'm not i think that's ultimately what like really when you think about it it isn't about race or you know economic socioeconomic situation really what it is is it's whether or not you're fake um and if you're real no one cares no one is going to be upset by you bothered by you um and if you're fake everyone's going to hate you um and i think that's always been the way that it is with hip-hop. Like, that's just something that lives at the very core of hip-hop. And so as long as you aren't pretending to be something you aren't, um, you're all right.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the main crux, I feel like, of hip-hop, is, is the sort of, like, keeping it real mentality. Totally. And I think there, it's the reason why guys like the Beastie Boys or Eminem or... Um, I don't know if you know this rapper, John Wayne. I don't know if you've heard of him. sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He's a rapper in L.A., and he's fucking fantastic. Like, a producer and beat maker and and rapper. He's fantastic. I actually interviewed him last week. Oh, nice. And I'll go into that that (laughs) a little bit. But the reason why those guys get so much respect is because they are authentically themselves, and they're not trying to pretend like they're something that they're not. And... It's why they don't get criticism, but people like Iggy Azalea do, who put on this fake accent and shake their ass everywhere. And it's like, it's very, very pandering. And, uh, you know, the word cult- cultural appropriation gets thrown <laughs> around a lot. And it's like, and it's completely a valid criticism, I think. Yeah, no, you totally. Know?
1: I mean, I've, I try to just kind of stay out of the middle of it. Like, I try to be myself and do my own thing and I've you know I've obviously talked to worked with a lot of different rappers um from a lot of different mm-hmm. again situations um with a lot of different experiences I've never had any issues at all <laughs> like because of who I am and I've and That's again kinda, like yeah I I live in the middle of freaking nowhere um like <laughs> and it's okay that doesn't bother anybody I've never I mean yeah, yeah.
0: I live in the middle of bumfuck East Texas so Nice You know what it's where, like Well I mean I'm kind of close to Houston So that, that helps a little bit, a little bit That's but, good You can just say you're um, from Houston I kind of I tend to That's a really good point Like just sort of The keeping it real mentality Which I feel like is always Really important Like I'm trying to think Um Wonder how many times I've said that on this podcast. I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm trying to think.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It'll become endearing someday to your fans, and it'll be just like it'll be a meme. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what have we done? Uh, um, I just mentioned that guy yeah, John yeah. Wayne. Um, he's. I've been into him like the past year or so, and he's he's one of the, in my opinion, like one of the best producers, rappers, or I guess like most underrated. Okay. Like hands down period. I mean, I'm this is me fanboying. By all means, but, fanboy uh, way. <laughs> and like he is I mean, his sort of body of work, I mean he started out just like making beats yeah. and stuff and then he kind of got into rapping like a few years later and I think it's like over the past seven or eight years he's really kind of like made a name for himself and he's done stuff with uh, Flying Lotus and yes. Anderson <laughs> Pack and a bunch of people, but um, and he started doing these Twitch streams okay. where it's just him and one other producer, and they'll they'll just make beats for hours, and it's freaking cool because <laughs> it's so cool to like just oh, see the so process cool. of like. And he, he put on there that he's he wanted to start doing, like, like private Skype sessions, just doing, like, lessons yeah. on, like, the industry and beat making. And I was like, Sad what? Idea. Like, I was so excited. So, yeah. So, I, I kind of just did a 30-minute sort of interview with him just about just sort of the industry. And it was kind of more for, like, my master's thesis right now, which is about J. Dilla. Yeah. And, like, kind of, like, his influence on, like, the culture of hip-hop production yeah, yeah. and all that. But, um, yeah, that was insanely, insanely cool. But, um, but yeah, you definitely um, need to um, check him out. I might send you some of this do. stuff, like things that I'm personally like, ah, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> please do. Um, I don't know if you, I'm, I'm going to put this segment onto the podcast cause I'm right now It's just okay. like, John Wayne, blah, 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 blah. it has like nothing to do with That's anything. That's totally okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. Because I was going to kind of do a segment on a future episode, because mm-hmm. I wasn't actually... I wasn't able to record our conversation just because it was, like, a private session, and he kind of yeah. wanted to keep it that way, and I'm like, all right, fine, but I definitely... Like, in a future episode, I was like, I have to talk about this, because he's a really big name, and he's a really That's cool. awesome, though. Just having that
1: experience, yeah, it was cool. Um, but yeah. Totally. I, you should... You have to talk about it. I mean, I, I definitely want to hear, at the very yeah. least, like, what you... What you heard from him like what the big takeaways were so
0: it was just it was really interesting Um <clears throat> just when he was talking about kind of like how he how he got into making beats and stuff and it was one of those things you, you just start doing it yeah. you know and like I mean he's talked to you know he's done other sort of like lessons mm-hmm. and Skype sessions and stuff with people and people always want to know like the secret <laughs> you know that's kind of like what we talked about earlier yeah. of like trying to get big and trying to like have a track that'll blow up, and it's like, you just, you gotta do it, man. You just gotta do it every day, and... Five beats a day for three summers? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, totally. And that's what I've kind of learned. It's really interesting, because it's like, kind of being in the world of universities and academia, it's like... I mean, this is just how I feel personally, but it's very much kind of this idea of like, Like when you go into kind of a music school, it's like you're just sort of expected to like have everything handed to you. It's like okay, you will be good. Now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you will practice four hours a day, and then you will be amazing, and then you will yeah. go out and make music, and then, but then there's a not a whole lot of like self, um, self actualization, I guess, of like oh hey, wait a minute, I want to do this, like. Like anyway. when I I mean with my personal experience like nobody ever asked me when I was doing my undergraduate you know yeah. degree in music like nobody ever no I didn't I never had a teacher that asked me like what kind of music that I liked. Yeah. Cuz it was very much of like no you should like this right. this is what you should like. I'm sure other people have had that experience. Totally. Right. If they have gone into music either professionally or in conservatories or whatever, you know, it's very much like this is the repertoire This is the ivory tower and I feel like that's slowly kind of crumbling down now just because I think it's just a bunch of different things.
1: Yeah. Listening like to Martin Connor's interview, I didn't know about his, I think it was his senior thesis he was talking about that. He just said Mm -hmm. that he liked listening to rap more than anything. And like his (laughs) advising professor disowned him. Like that's nuts. Um, Yeah. I don't, I mean like I studied English in college and I mean, you definitely have that experience of like, We were, obviously we had syllabuses, we were told what to read, um, and we, but but part of that was like, this is just stuff you should know if you're going to pursue literature, and like, I understood that, but I never felt like I was ever going to be judged for reading what I wanted to read, either, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. and so it's really interesting learning about, like, music and what, like, your own, the ivory tower that exists, I feel like it's really different from even... Mm -hmm. the rest of academia in some ways, especially with regards to hip hop. It's, it's changing though. It's, it, it's interesting to
0: me because it's like, like, I mean, I'm kind of in the world of music theory, which is even more, I think kind of conservative than maybe other fields like musicology or, um, any sort of like liberal Mm -hmm. arts, like, you know, English or, or or that kind of dabble in other, Mm -hmm. you know, because obviously, there's all the whole like language side of right, absolutely, of of totally. hip hop and even just kind of music and in, in, in general. Like um, Stephen is doing his PhD in like linguistics, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's totally it's all hip hop for him. So, but I'm like, I mean, with my personal experience, like within music theory specifically, it's like very. I mean, I I not to say it's very, but relatively speaking, it's very conservative. Yeah, totally, and it's very. And that's changing, and it, it's very awkward, because I kind of feel like the odd man out. Like, for every conference I go to, I'm just like, hello everyone, I'm going to talk about the Beastie Boys. And everyone else is talking about, like, Franz Liszt piano sonatas. Totally. And I'm like, yay, that's great, <laughs> but... But we should talk about rap. <laughs> yeah. It's it's always, like, I it always, it always just feel like the odd one out. It's... But it's fun, though. Like, I like... The, the, and I've never really had the same experience that Martin's had yeah. when it comes to like any sort of like hostile or negative reaction. I've had a couple people that are like, what, What's this? I don't get right. it." Well, you know, that are kind of like you know stick their nose up at it. But no, like, um, I've never had any type, and that could change. Right, totally. You know, I might be put needed to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Have to talk about that. But experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. And I think the reason why is because is it, it, it is changing. Like, we've mentioned a couple of times the conference that Stephen and I met at in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Where it's like... I mean, that was like an international conference. And it was like in hip-hop. Right. And there was people from like literally all around the world. And it was so... It was crazy to just be like... I mean, doing a presentation and just like preaching to the choir, basically. Yeah. Yeah. like. And like I would talk about things, and people were like, "Oh yeah, that's I get that. Like I know what you're talking about." I'm like, "Oh great, this is awesome! Oh you my get god!" The same
1: reaction that the list guy gets at all the other conferences. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, people know who the Beastie Boys are. This is so nice. Totally, that's awesome.
0: But yeah, there's one. There was one um, presentation I did this past February. This past February at the San Francisco Conservatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on the 808 that, drum yeah, machine, yeah. and like just the whole history of that within hip yeah. hop, and and also kind of like a little bit like just in pop music and EDM mm-hmm. and stuff. And there was a whole section on trap, and I talked about Lil Yachty, and I yes. talked about Future, <laughs> and I talked about, I even talked a little bit about Krung with like Lil yeah. John. Yeah. and boy, I got some nasty looks because I played musical <laughs> examples of like listen to the 808 in this track, you know, and I played Usher's Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> And people were like No, totally. That, that was that was a very interesting experience. But I I'm just
1: kind of rambling at this point. <laughs> That's okay. Um we should we should get back on track though if you want to have like more.
0: Yeah, more yeah, content. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I mean is, th- is there anything that you kinda wanna I guess kind of plug or with either like current projects you're working on right now or Totally. Things that you Kind of want to shamelessly plug. Yeah, no, I'm
1: gonna. I I absolutely want to shamelessly plug things because that's what that's what you have to do. Um, <laughs> so I want to like I have. I'm really excited for it. I'm sometime in October. I'm going to be dropping a little five song EP. Uh, that's going to be really amazing. Again, I don't know when it's coming out, but it's going to be called End of the Beginning. And so everyone who has never heard of me, which is all of you, you know it, should listen to that when it comes out. Again, it'll be sometime. This October, uh, and that's what I'm most excited for. Also, look for the track with Wiz Khalifa because I did an awesome job on that. Not gonna own that. So, those are the two big things nice. that people should be looking for right now. Yeah. Nice,
0: sweet. I'm excited. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I, there's there's a segment that I've been wanting to kind of start, especially like when, when we have people that we're interviewing yeah. and stuff. We're just like talking about. It's like okay, like what's your favorite maybe like either hip hop like song or album that you feel like not enough people talk about that you feel like more people
1: should just like something super oh, underrated Okay, okay okay like... I got I got it I got it do you know who Jesse Reyes is? sounds so familiar okay here? perfect so Jesse Reyes is this singer out of Toronto she also raps she's fantastic um her project is called I don't know why I don't remember this she has this, like, really awesome, really unique voice. Um, I'm trying to find her... Her album. What is it called? Where is it? Why isn't it? Like, what? What is this? Nonsense. Um, She's really awesome. And I just found out about her this year. She's just kind of started to build up a following. Um, And I... She's... It's, like, right between... I don't even know. It's called Kiddo. K-I-D-D-O. But, like, it is fantastic. The production on it is fantastic. Um, find the song Gatekeepers. Like, you will love the production on that. It's probably... Like, I, I ran across that song in, like, some random Apple Music playlist and played it, like, 17 times in a row and went and listened to her EP because it was just absolutely incredible, especially in terms of production. Um, so, yeah, that that is... If we're gonna talk about like one thing that is totally underrated, even if it is coming to light already, like that's that's up there. It's way up there. Sweet, yeah. sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely check that
0: out. I think that's a really cool thing, especially when it like when we have guests on and just like kind of being like plugging other artists as well. That yeah. way like just getting the word around for other totally. artists and
1: And I mean I've got some spreading more music around. As long you as know. we're here, I might as well I've got another one. His name is Solely Had. Um He's a guy I've actually worked with briefly. He's okay. a singer, rapper, producer. He does kind of everything with his own stuff. And he's he has not blown up that same way yet, but he is absolutely incredible too. Like so between those two there'll be something you like. Um they're both amazing artists. Yeah. Sweet. So there. Awesome. Supported two artists that probably most people have never heard of.
0: But yeah, cool, I'll definitely check out this artist. And if you are listening to this, you should go check them out as well. And also obviously go check out Chris or hide. Hyde. Is hide. it Hyde? Is it Hyde the Rapper? So or is it just Hyde? Hyde okay. is not
1: widely available on social media platforms, so Hyde the Rapper will probably get you closer, but you can find okay. me. I believe in you. I have faith in your abilities. All right. Listeners. <laughs> you have Google. You can do it.
0: You can do it. All right. All sweet. Well, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. I think it's been pretty, pretty good conversation. Absolutely. Thank
1: you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. All right, that was the conversation, the little interview I had with Hyde. Um, If you want to go check out his music, you can go to his SoundCloud, his YouTube channel. I'll link everything in, in the description as well as all the the artists we talked about towards the end. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher Radio and Mixcloud. And then, of course, go, you know, like all of our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, all that, all that stuff. Um, and I think that's about it. Um, thanks for listening, and tune in next time on the next episode. This has been the Kick Knowledge Podcast.